Accountants Are Sexy is back for another season and this season we'll see our 100th episode. I want to take a moment to thank everyone that's helped so far. Every like, listen, subscribe, watch, all of it means the world to me. This season is sponsored by Charterpath. Charterpath is a charity designed to help the financial skills gap within non-profits. I've recently joined their advisory board to help them on their mission to increase volunteering within the financial sector from only 10% to a very healthy 50%. If you want any more information on how you can be a part of this mission, then drop me a message or leave a comment or visit their website, charterpath.org. Now, are we ready to meet the guests? Right, welcome, Jonathan. Welcome to Accountants of Sexy Changed My Mind. Thanks for coming on and being a guest. First of all, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Thanks, Kathy. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, welcome. So, Jonathan and I um, started talking before Christmas, and we were talking about making tax digital and how important it is that accountants needed to understand making tax digital because of all the various changes coming into play. Now, as you can imagine, this podcast being recorded in February, things have changed. Things have changed somewhat. So Jonathan's come on to talk about these changes um, and what it means for, for accountants. Um, so thank you very much for joining me, Jonathan. Would you just like to give a quick explanation as to who you are and what you do, what your background is? Hi, Kelly. Yeah, I'm Jonathan Rees. I'm the owner and founder of Tax Matters, which I formed in 2008. Previous to that, I'd worked for some city firms. But more interestingly, previous to that, I'd worked for HMRC just before they launched self-assessment back in 1997. So this is the second big change for me. And um, I find it quite interesting what's happening and what is going to happen. Yeah. Now, <laughs> there, as, as I've just explained, there has been a massive change in this MTD um, arena. Um, so you say this is, is this likened to the change that came with self-assessments back in 1997? Is it on that kind of wavelength um i think it's a bigger change than that to be fair i think it's the way that it affects people mm. is a bit much bigger impact now maybe when people back in that time they said it was a huge impact but this, this is game changing because we're asking people to use digital information to report their tax affairs mm. when so many people still haven't got access to digital can't file the information digitally the amount of clients that we still have who can't log into their client portal because they can't remember their password because they're still overwhelmed by passwords mm -hmm. and the conversations we have where people say they've registered for a personal tax account the hmrc they can never get in there at all because the information they're asked for just the, the systems don't commute what's mm -hmm. going on so people are struggling and there's lots of elderly people as well who just find it overwhelming but it's amazing to me that we want to go down this route yeah. and we're not really ready for it from a marketing perspective this can be an absolute dream or an absolute nightmare and this is this is where i stood when when it was definitely coming into effect which it didn't um but i was like if you if you can capitalize on the on the theory of mtd and if you can make your clients realize how this is going to impact them for the better then you can put a real positive spin on it. But the more I spoke to accountants about that, the more they made me realize that actually 
there is a wealth of people out there who simply are not ready. And that bamboozled me because being in my space, I'm very used to tech. I'm very used to everything being in the cloud. I've never known, I've never known my business not to have cloud accounts, you know, and I've been going for nine years nearly. So I've never known anything different. And to think that there are people still recording this manually on like Excel sheets or, or worse, that well, I've never been a fan of Excel spreadsheets either because every client I've ever come across it half fills a spreadsheet out and then the rest of it arrives in paper form yeah. or it's been a nightmare. But I think you're right. It's, it was such a marketing opportunity for everyone. And what I think about is HMRC never put that big scary monster on TV. They never talked about making tax digital. Yeah. And it was just left to the agents and tax advisors and accountants to advise. And lots of clients, I genuinely believe, felt that actually this wasn't going on at all. And mm. it was accountants trying to pull the wool over their eyes in a way to increase fees and to put the burden, responsibility on them more than on us. And that's how it came across quite a lot. The clients very, you know, anti getting involved in this at all yeah like when they did the um auto auto enrollment for pensions that was a massive change yeah it was, it was yeah publicized everywhere and when you said um you know they didn't put this big monster up on the tv they did literally it was a purple furry monster and they educated everybody with this auto right. enrollment everybody. and also when they brought self-assessment in in 97 they've hecked to the inspector as right. well which I don't know if people remember that, but that was a <laughs> and they kept Hectic Spectre for a fair fair few years using him to publicize publicize self-assessment. Right. There was nothing about MTD at all. The only place it's really been in is is in our world, you know, the world of accountancy. That we're the only people talking about it. And how are we supposed to bring something in so quickly when people are not aware of it and there's always going to be a backlash? And I think everyone will agree that we have suffered that. And by HMRC continually changing their mind when this is going to launch and what it's going to look like has has made the, the you know, I think it's the fifth time it's been delayed now. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the delay, have we? <laughs> the no. initial, yeah. So the um, the impact that that has on, on accounting practices is huge because if they haven't publicised it publicly, if they haven't publicised it, and they're leaving all the grunt work to the accountant, every time there's a change, your relationship is volatile with your client very much so the process of whether they believe you or not um and it's all right to think that you know every client believes what you say mm. but not every client is the same some of them are very challenging some of them are very doubting about these things some of them don't like the technology and that almost puts their backs up straight away and i'm sure many agents will have said heard clients say i'm leaving because i don't believe you're right, and I'm going to go to so-and-so down the road because they've said they're taking on a client and they don't want me to use a digital package. Yeah. You know, it's just by thinking, just because they're not ready yet doesn't mean they don't have to be ready in the future. So clients are buying into that too, you know. Yeah, and there were so many different stories coming up from every different accountant. People were just going to ignore it. People were going to jump on board with it. They were going to become specialists in it. You know, there was so there was a whole variety of different takes on, on I think one of the things we were hearing a lot was that the elder accountants were thinking of is maybe an optimum time for them to resign yeah. and you know or retire rather uh, and, and give up so that brilliant because that leaves this massive void for young accountants to come on board who can grasp the technology and mm. do really well with it 
but it's also worrying as well isn't it you know we've already got a skill shortage of um of professional people and there's another driver to, to make people leave the profession which is yeah. not a good thing which leaves it wide open for people who don't know what they're doing to yeah. think it's an opportunity it, it's a real pickle mtd in itself is a real pickle so let's kind of um let's lay this out on the line what are the benefits of the theory because it's not come into place yet what are the benefits of mtd what are the benefits for the accountant the client or hmrc all very different well let's go through each one okay so for hmrc what is their objective we don't really know why they want to bring mtd in not really we have a sneaking suspicion they're saying to us that it's better for the client the client wants to know about their tax affairs but i don't really believe that i mean some clients do want to know about their tax affairs some are interested mm -hmm. however my feeling is and i think many accountants will agree the idea behind mtd with quarterly reporting is ultimately to end up in a position where we're paying income tax on a quarterly basis and we move away from paying on the 31st of January and the 31st of July yeah. so I think we need that conversation is that really where we're going because if we are that's fine you know we need to get it out on the table at the moment no one's talking about it mm. and I've it's always felt that, that was where it's going yeah mm. so and then with accountants I think we like the idea of MTD I can see that it's got the benefits However, I think it's more to do with the technology. The technology for us is the driving force because we can see the benefits mm. of what, what that can deliver. And that's always going to be a good thing because when MTD started, you know, the digital world was just sort of coming along, wasn't it? it, it you know, 2015 when this was announced, we were all getting used to the big names that are out there. Um, but, you know, now they've grown. We're used to them. We've rolled them out to our clients even more and more. We had making tax digital for VAT, which pushes along. And so I think we can see the benefits of it. And with what the, the software companies have been doing lately and before Christmas, there was lots, there was a lot of a rush. There was a lot going on. It was interesting. And we, I think, you know, I personally, you know, without naming brands, we went to a, um, an exhibition and we saw brands, one product. So you listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we looked at Dex for our smaller sole trader clients and we thought it offered all the solutions that we needed, you know. And that's a good thing because even though MTD has been now deferred, we will be using Dex as um, a way forward with those type of clients, even if they're not going to be affected by MTD, because that's the other thing. HMRC have changed the goalposts, so they've moved them as well. You know, we're not going at ten thousand pound; we're going in at fifty thousand, and then dropping to thirty thousand. Hang on, that's quite a few years away. And what's that actually going to look like? And depending on why you're a sole trader, which is a big question as well. What, at fifty thousand pounds, people might be thinking, actually, am I better off being a limited company at fifty thousand pounds yeah. rather than being a sole trader? Depending on what's going on, you know, every client's very different. But I know a lot of firms were thinking about incorporating the larger sole trader clients as an option to take away that reporting responsibility. Yeah. And yeah. what will clients think about MTD? I think the younger generation. And the new business owners, like you mentioned yourself, I think they will have really be looking for the technology to be the answer. You know, mm -hmm. the Gen Zs, um, new business owners, they'll really get it, really, and they will want it, and they'll be looking for firms that do that, that offer it. They won't be looking for firms that don't offer mm -hmm. these these digital solutions. So it's really good for them. 
Do they want to know about their tax position? HMRC are probably right. I think more and more clients will want to know. And when, But digital should really be offer lots of solutions for the clients. And they shouldn't really be looking at it to be a tax solution. They should be looking at it, what does it actually generate for my business? So if you look at a small trader, trader man in a van type thing, I don't know, window cleaner, um, he can drive around doing his job and he can finish the job and he can go to his phone, he can produce the invoice, send it to the client straight away. The client receives it, they can pay it straight away by the link and that is a great solution for them. They can pick up their phone when they go out, when they go and buy some supplies, they can take a picture of the receipt and it all feeds straight into the software. Mm-hmm. And that that is really what, we should be selling it as it's more convenient it's going to help your business not really it's tax driven the tax should be the bit that you know someone said to me should drop out the bottom really it's a byproduct of what that does and i think if we sold it that way i think we're going to see a move over there anyway i don't think that the the tax is the driving force even though we want to be uh, we want to understand as a consumer of accounting services we want to understand what's going on with our tax um, and how much we need to pay and when we need to pay it that's one thing but it's the it's the overwhelm of doing it all at the last minute and we've had this with self-assessments this year um, the phrase it's not is um, it's a deadline not a target that's right you know, I so it's interesting, isn't it? That one date, it, it becomes overwhelming and you've lost half of the year's receipts and you don't know where anything is. So making tax digital for me is more about doing smaller more often. And it just helps break it down into manageable bite-sized pieces. I think it would. And I think for some people, it really will be what, what they need to do. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, we're preparing tax returns so late after the tax year end, the information is missing and constantly you have clients turning up, I haven't got anything, I've mislaid it. Mm-hmm. And the ones that we've moved on to products like Dex, you know, they can really see the benefits. Yeah. I think we need to grasp hold of that. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? With You know, this year, I think it's 600,000 tax returns are outstanding on the 31st of January. That's the lowest it's ever been. It's taken us 25 years to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, tax returns, clients we need to educate clients saying they're due on this you you can file those from the 6th of april they don't have to be filed on the 31st so it's about education how do how do we educate clients it's taken us 25 years to get to the lowest figure ever of late submission submitted tax returns and now we want they want to change and move to mtd which is a very different ball game where they're going to be going into quarterly reporting i don't think most people, the older business owners, will cope. I mean, I've had uh, clients turning up. We were going to put um, Dex on their phone. They turned up. The phones were so old, they didn't have the capability oh, crikey, yeah. to, hold, to, to hold the data. And that's that another thing as well. It wouldn't even occur to me. Yeah. Like, you have a phone that can cope with that. Well, yeah, because most of us do, because we use, these biz- we use the phone every day in our business. Mm-hmm. All of us listening to this will use our phone on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a bricklayer, a tradesman, you know, some of them, without being rude, don't even know what they do. You know, they just answer calls on them. They can't. Oh, I could tell you so many stories about clients I've come across over the years who can't do do things. You know, so and let's face it, some of them actually struggle to get the paper bag to you with receipts. So, and then you're asking them to open up the phone or do something digital. So this, Connected, this is really dipping into why why it's not going to be as effective as we would like it to be. Um, 
I think I think you're right with regards to the HMRC. I think there is a different objective there, and their public objective doesn't seem to align align very well. I think. It is about reporting and making sure that our taxes are getting paid on a more frequent basis and they're not missing out because it'll be less paperwork for them Yeah. Um, if it's not all in one go. There's an argument as well, isn't there, that the HMRC would like it if everyone moved into a PAY position because then they could collect the tax on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So even before when I was saying about firms were thinking about um, pushing the, the incorporating businesses at £50,000, and therefore the directors would probably sit on the payroll. Mm-hmm. That is debatable at the moment with the dividend changes to the rules. So maybe directors would sit there a higher director's uh, remuneration than they have done in the past. So we've got, and you've got IR35 as well with those rules, trying to get people, directors into a PAY position. So maybe that is also a drive mm-hmm. that no one's talking about, you know, mm-hmm. that, um, just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't it be lovely if, if there was more honesty trickling down from the top? <laughs> yeah, I think we, that's what we need to know really where we're going with this, don't yeah. we? And um, yeah, and 2026 isn't that far away either. You know, it's closer than we think. So we, um, at the end of last year, there was a panic. Are you MTD ready? There was lots of talk, lots of hype. Almost every other post was about MTD. Obviously, the announcement came that it was going to be um, pushed back until 2026. Um, and what do you think the state of accountants, with like in regards to MTD, is now? Where do you think their head is with this? I think there's two types. There's the ones that have stuck their head in the sand and haven't done anything yet, hoping it'll go away. And there's the rest of us who've started to invest in it. Mm-hmm. We've sorted out our clients. We've started training our clients, and now we're left in this with this void to 2026. Mm-hmm. When actually, quite a lot of those clients may not even be affected by it because it's fifty thousand pounds, where the original limit was ten thousand pounds. So that's a big changer. Obviously, it drops to thirty thousand in 2027. So yes, it's. I think we're left with the void, really. I think we've got to carry on working towards it, and. Maybe not focus so much on it being making tax digital. That reason we're actually just getting clients into digital packages because it works so much better for their businesses. And maybe that is the way we should we should be selling it going forward. Yeah. So that journey should start. Well, it should have already started. Should have started. Yeah. If you haven't? It should start now. Yeah. And you will we'll all will I know at least one accountant who hasn't done anything at all yet, and we'll know another one who's much further down the road. Than we are we're all at different stages and we've all got different clients i think the worrying thing is what i was hearing was that client the accountants weren't going to take on clients that were affected by mtd does that mean we're going to start seeing more and more niching we've already got lots of niches are we going to see that happen where you specialize in mtd mm-hmm. and other client uh, other firms don't mm-hmm. so, yeah i think it gives us more time but to think about what we're doing with mtd but what will MTD look like in 26 and 27? It's already looking very different from what it looked like in 2015 when we started this journey. And this is the this is the um, this is the problem. The uncertainty of it is the problem. If only you had something concrete to base your changes on, yeah. then people you could do the job of selling this to your clients a lot easier. Um, I think from a marketing perspective as well, like. I would love to be able to say to people, you should definitely start writing content that's going to be talking about 
making tax digital because the more people that kind of just push it under the carpet the more opportunity you have to thrive and if you can get a bank of carpet over the next three years when people do start researching this you're going to come out top you're going to be there you're going to be the expert but yeah i think so yeah but the problem is you don't know what they're going to do and you don't trust HMRC. <laughs> so you might just have a bank of outdated content, which would be I think there's a, that already exists, though, doesn't it? You know, it, it's out there. When when we were out asking clients, you know, to engage in that conversation, we were sending them links. You know, there was a HMRC's website and we felt that was the best place to send them to because it was from the source, you know. Yeah. It's from the horse's mouth, so to speak. You know, this is happening. But... What, I think the big question for us is that what does it look like when it arrives? Is, are bits going to fall off along the way? It's, it's changing so much, you know, mm. and, and actually, we'll probably, whatever happens with the government, we are going to have a change of government at some time in between now and then. Mm. And could this be the end? You know, does MTD need, need to actually happen? And will it just happen naturally, like we're talking about with the digitalization? Yeah. So I and I don't have as much experience in this as you, but here are, here's my prediction. Because MTD for VAT is already existing and already already running relatively relatively well, yeah. I think there is no escaping um, MTD um, coming in. Like there is just no escaping it. No, it's going to happen. It's what it's just the way it's going to look, isn't it? I think yeah. that's good, definitely going to change. So do you have any more depth then with predictions? Because that's literally my limit. So what do you think is going to happen if you could just put a stake in the ground? I think that the stake has been put in the ground now. They've either got to stick to this or they've got to make their mind up very quickly that we're abandoning it. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to abandon it, but there's too much invested. My prediction is that it's just going to look very different from the journey that we started on and i believe dropping the ten thousand pound limit is the best thing they could they could do and upping it to fifty thousand um will make a big difference if that will you know i suppose the type of clients that fall in, into reporting may be interesting we have issues with um property clients who've got buy to lets you know do they need to be in there really i wonder if they wonder if they will drop out and it would just become down to sole trading businesses mm. because that's quite that opens up a load of new sort of queries about properties you've got may have some that in sole names some are in joint names it, it becomes quite convoluted really and you if they're going to do quarterly reporting we also also talk about we have the fifth tax return to do the annual tax return at the year end to do all the adjustments what's that going to look like you know we could really be reporting information that's not strictly correct throughout the year that's quite misleading yeah. as well and there's a, there's a lot going on there and i think there's so many questions to be answered it's where do you where do you stick the stake in the ground to be honest mm. no. it's an interesting point that things do change and the adjustments that happen at the end are going to just dis, not discredit that's the wrong word but it's just going to change the numbers that you've reported throughout the year um and I think if people didn't have an accountant to to work through that, the MTD is just going to like it's not it's not worth it for them. Like, well, that that's a really good point, isn't it? I mean, if you haven't got someone looking after it for you, you've got to do that yourself. And we're already talking about people struggling to get onto HMRCs into the portal just to find out the basic information. Yeah, they would and struggle then, to do their self assessment at the end yeah. of the year. 
they're going to struggle even harder if they have to report these figures throughout the year and then at the end of the year try and make some kind of adjustments to it it's just not and it's not it's not really the same as vat i don't think no because you know a VAT you've got you've got a bigger responsibility you've got higher turnover you're probably expecting that you're going to need some support or mm-hmm. you get that from a family member maybe or will help you out for me this it's is just an accountant straight away <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know we're talking about people more people being involved in this you're asking people to help you more and more people will be asking people to help them out to file quarterly mm. just seems like an uphill struggle yeah, it's bizarre. So um, if you were to give advice to people who haven't yet started putting these systems in place for MTD, what would you? where would you start? I would obviously be looking at all the software products that are out there. Find mm-hmm. the one that's going to work for you. Find the one that's going to fit your client base because they're all very different. So you need to be looking at what, you know, what you're trying to deliver. Pricing is obviously going to be a big consideration, yeah. a huge consideration, because you're going to have to pass this on to the client. And if you've got a sole trader client who's earning £30,000 a year, and then you tell them they've got to go on to a package that's £30 a month, plus your fees. And this is the other thing that accountants aren't really talking about, is, is our fees. What are they going to look like? You know, Because that is more work than actually doing an annual tax return once a year. We're talking a touching five times. Mm-hmm possibly and also the that so you, you're going to have to work out how that sits with your client base and maybe you need to change the, the clients that you're going after mm. you know i think this is another benefit of having the band higher because at 10 grand like the support that they would need is almost not worth worth it no and hmrc were previously talking about there was going to be free software available well that seems to have disappeared now mm which is interesting. And if you, you, I mean, I had a lady on the telephone this morning who prepared her first tax return this year by using HMRC software. She's very educated, she, you know, um, she's got a good job. She's prepared it and they've written to her and told her that the information's wrong and she's completed it wrong by using their portal with the information that she's got from her P60 and it's still come out as incorrect. So I think it just demonstrates that's one instance of even people who know what they're doing are struggling yeah. with some of these portals. I think that's because the HMRC doesn't really know what they're doing with it. They didn't have the bank of staff to back this up. They didn't have the support structure, the technology in place. There was like a catalogue of errors that have made this delay what it is, right? I think I can say safely, as I used to work for HMRC, they're very good at letting the uh, experienced staff go. Right. Yeah. I've said that on the public record now, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, you when you talk to them, there's a wealth of knowledge in HMRC. Yeah. Getting to it is very difficult, mm. and you'll find that so many HMRC, ex uh, HMRC employees work for, for accountancy firms, and and I think that's just a shame, really, why they don't invest in keeping that you know that knowledge base in there because they need it more than ever, you know. I don't understand why they let it go. Yeah, there's, um, you know, accountants spend half their life on the phone to HMRC. Business owners spend way too much of their time on the phone to HMRC, probably on hold more than anything else. Um, So, yeah, I think they do. They have some sharpening up to do at their end. But whether we'll see that in our lifetime is another story, right? Well, they're encouraging us to try and use the the chat, aren't they now? That's the the big thing they want us to use rather than. But I don't know if you've ever used chat on 
on any of those services you write the, you write a little message and it takes five minutes before anyone ever answers it so yeah. they ask the like same them. question again i like them but they have to be responsive yeah um, and it has, yeah they have to have somebody at the end that can actually sort the problem out and not just pass me on to somebody else but i yeah. think they work well whether it will work well with hmrc is debatable yeah it's debatable um so we're gonna uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up because we're coming up to half an hour already and we've only just talked about ntd but tell me because i've got one question for you what's the sexiest thing about accountants oh i think accountants are pretty sexy because they love to help people yeah i the, the, one of the things i always enjoy doing most is if someone rings me up just for some really what I would call very basic, very straightforward advice. And I think that's what we like to do, just help people on the journey, get them going, encourage them to do the right thing, to start their own businesses. And I find that really exciting. I think most of us have that passion that we, we want to see people succeed yeah, in, the, you, in their businesses. You guys are service businesses. People go into service-based businesses because they like to help people, right? Definitely, yeah, definitely. And I, I always say, you know, I would love to do more pro bono work. I, I would love to, I could, you know, I could do that all day. Just helping people is fantastic. Unfortunately, I'm running a business, so you can't. <laughs> but, you know. It has to you, be a balance. <laughs> yeah, there does. But when you when you just give someone or just reassure someone, yeah. you know, um, it makes the world a difference to them. It, so it's, I suppose the information you give can be life-changing. Yes. You know, it, yes, it can. It can. Yeah. I love that. And it might only seem like a small nugget, but something you can say, like, it just takes you can see people's sort of worries drop away from them yeah the i think accountants get wrapped up in i know this therefore everybody knows this and yes very much so yeah true we don't know what you know and what you say to us does help us and enlighten yeah. us and um, people ring you up and they're always so worried about um what's going on in the, the tax affairs and like, oh you're going to think i'm i'm really bad because i haven't done this or i haven't done that and you just think i always think i don't because i speak to people like yourselves all the time yeah it's, it's yeah. fundamentals of my business the embarrassment and fear is a real thing yeah as i say from a consumer of accounting services the embarrassment and fear is a real thing it's a real blocker for getting in touch sometimes yeah. so definitely bear that in mind um it's been a real pleasure and it, by the way just want to point out for anyone listening to the podcast if they just heard groaning it's my dog who comes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> so there was a big waggy tail noise so <laughs> um but it's been a real pleasure talking to you jonathan thanks ever so much for being my guest thank you very much for inviting me along i've enjoyed it good i'm pleased well i hope you enjoyed that episode we've got a ton more guests already lined up and i can't wait to share that with you please also remember to check out our sponsor charter path they're bridging the gap between financial skills and the non-profit sector and if you're looking at growing your practice and wondering what is the next step for you or how to do that, maybe you want to check out Accounting Pirates as well. We've got a treasure chest of support there that might be able to help you get to your next level.